Hello, welcome once again to your NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name's Chris Kennedy. I'm with Don Brock in the studio, as always, to take you through all the Round 21 teams, all the uh, the big buys, the big sells, the big question marks. Um, Dom, how are you shaping up this late in the season? Yeah, doing okay. Um, what are we, five weeks to go? Got five trades to go, so hopefully the uh, injury count doesn't get too mm. high in the next few weeks. But um, apart from a few big questions that I think everyone has this week, yeah, pretty smooth sailing. Similarly placed, I think I'll be using one of my five remaining trades this week and then hopefully save the other four for injuries. Let's get cracking on some team lists. Starts off on Thursday night. The Dogs take on the Broncos at ANZ Stadium. Um, no major changes. Um, Clemmer obviously out. Suspended for the Bulldogs is the big one. Um, Reese Martin is the um, the fantasy favourite there. And uh, perhaps a little bit surprisingly, Kerrod Holland is a fantasy stud in the centres. Yeah, he's scoring tries. Uh, got, what, th- was it three last week? Two? Um, had a few yeah. good scores. Uh, 74 points against the Tigers. Uh, and a good win for the Bulldogs. They're a bit of a giant killer team at this time of the season. I know last year they ended the Dragons finals hopes yeah. in round 26. They've pretty much killed off the Tigers hopes uh, last weekend. Um, yeah, Reese Martin's the guy to have in the second row. Uh, Lachlan Lewis is doing all right. He had another good score yeah. on the weekend. Uh, Gash. Yeah, 49 after a couple of quiet games. Um, I had a look. He's... Um, so last week he had six points in demerits, which is all right. The two previous weeks he had 34 points he lost altogether mm. uh, in missed tackles, penalties. He was in my uh, 17 one of those weeks, and I was riding every one of them, every missed tackle, yeah. every error. I'm like, he's just about in triple figures. Yeah, and scored you know high 20s in those rounds. So his base stats are worth 44 points a week on average, which is really good. He just needs to add some attacking stats on that rather than... You know, a few mistakes. So, um, yeah, as an 18th man, he's still good. Um, a few people are considering playing him this week ahead of Jai Arrow, who we'll talk about later, um, which is not the worst idea. But, um, yeah, it looks like a mid-40 scorer rather than 50s and above. For sure. And the uh, the Broncos, um, I think an unchanged 17. They keep doing that switcheroo with Lodgen off Hengawi starting in the bench. But otherwise, unchanged. Um, anyone we really like here, Tavita Pangais, I think, is too... Um, too inconsistent to really want his 17 at the moment. Yeah, his minutes were really good in the weekend. He played 72 minutes, but uh, his scores were still in the 40s. So, yeah. Better off playing 25 minutes. Yeah, and scoring and having a huge impact. Yeah, a bit like Kikau in that uh, regard. So, yeah, probably, as we've said before, one to upgrade rather than a genuine keeper. Um, apart from him, is there anyone that's really... There's a lot of borderline keepers in that team. Milford, Azarko, these guys, but... Yeah, no well, Azarka is probably worth talking about because he has made that move to fullback. I think yeah. he kicked off with a, uh, a 50, and then last week was it 36 at fullback? Wasn't yeah. anything too exciting? Not very eye catching, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's hard to know exactly what he'll get every week. It wasn't like Darius Boyd was a huge fantasy scorer at fullback either. No. So, um, unless he breaks tackles and or kicks a lot of goals, he's not going to get massive scores at, at fullback. But another one of those guys who's good to have around your team is a backup. He can be your sort of first reserve for the yeah. two backline positions, I guess. Yep, definitely. Um, early Friday game up there at Newcastle. The Knights up against the Tigers. Uh, Callum Ponga back with a bang. Wasn't completely fit. Didn't really seem to matter too much. Um, obviously didn't quite help the Knights get the win, unfortunately, against the Cowboys, but he was very good. Um, Mitchell Pearce, his first week in my team, um, was a bit worried what his score was going to look like when his head got gashed open, but he um, based that on his way up to 49 without really doing a great deal, so that's, I guess, reasonably encouraging. Um, and fantasy beast, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, <laughs> what sort of form is he in? Yeah, so he's coming off scores of 81 and 92, which is huge. He scored 
a couple of tries on the weekend, scored a try before that. Um, I think I've heard he's scored a try every two games in his career so far, which is yeah, incredible considering, nice. you know, the Knights' place on the ladder every every season. So, um, yeah, is he the next Angus Crichton? Is he going to keep this this up? Yeah, Some I mean, kinda, I don't know. I think the good thing with Crichton was that if he didn't score a try, he was still busting sort of six tackles a game, whereas Fitzgibbon, I think, seems to be... Well, his base stats aren't too bad, and he, well, he can bust a tackle without scoring a try. But he That's is. it. I mean, he got two tries on the weekend, but he got 92 points, so he'd scored so well through mm. breaks and uh, you know tackles and, and whatnot that he's obviously capable of hitting 50 without a try. Um, yeah, I think his average is right on 50 or close mm. to that. So, uh, Although his recent form's amazing, he's still borderline keeper rather than mm. genuine gun, but his current form's excellent. Well, the past fortnight's been amazing. I think the five rounds before that he only played twice and he missed the others and the two games were both scores in the 30s or something yeah, so yeah. it's obviously a quiet spell before those back-to-back boomers um, but is he potentially with obviously people looking to sell Jay Arrow and maybe one or two other guys is he a, a sneaky point of difference is he still in like less than one percent of teams I think he's yeah he's not that popular with so many you know good second rowers available this season but um, yeah on form he looks great it is just that question mark about mm. will his tries keep going I mean they're playing the Tigers this week, who are a beatable team, but they're also quite a good defensive team, so there's no yeah. guarantees he gets try-scoring chances. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I won't be getting him myself, but no. it's, a, it's a gamble that you know could pay off. But don't be stunned if you buy him and he scores 40 for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess his season average, even allowing for some quiet scores, is up to now 53.6 yeah. or something. Yeah, so that's keep that's reasonably good. And I think the other thing that's probably going to help him as well is having both... Pierce and Ponga, yeah, hopefully in the team every week, because they can ball play both sides, especially yep. with um, you know the way you know the, the combination you have with Ponga on the left at the start of the year. I know he's playing right at the moment. Mm. Um, could lead to a few. More. I mean, he got two off Jack Cogger last week, yeah. so reasonably good signs there moving forward for um, for Lachlan Fitzgibbon. If you do feel like a bit of a gamble, having a look at the Tigers, a um, little bit um, underwhelming. Last week, it's probably fair to say, Moses Mbai, his points suffered. Um, Robbie Farrow was solid. Essan Masters was solid. Um, nothing else too much to write home about, I don't think, there. Yeah, Masters and Farrow, the two keepers in that team in fantasy, Mbai only 28. Um, really disappointing result for the Tigers in that one, especially mm. when the Warriors went on to lose to the Titans. You know, Warriors in eighth, yeah. Tigers in ninth. And that would have been a huge chance to close the gap to two points. Um, yeah, the Tigers are such a weird team. They just... Yeah. Just play at the level of their opponents every week. So if they're playing a top 14, then they're really yeah. good. And if they're playing a struggler like the Bulldogs, they're suddenly off the boil and you know, got beaten pretty comfortably. So, yeah, they're going to be kicking themselves about that result. But, um, yeah, Farrow bounced back from, I think, a quiet game the week before. Is that right? Yeah, it was the, the one where he got the two head knocks and he yes. finished up with 33. Yeah, so he scored well again. Uh, Isan Masters, I think, got another try. He's... Uh, in good form at the moment, got an average 50 in his last three, so he's obviously probably the, the best centre, but mm. um, I think everyone's hopefully sorted out their centres by now. Yeah, well, I mean, Latrell Mitchell and also Wonga Blake, we might talk about later, yeah, both true. scoring a lot of tries, but SA Masters certainly in terms of consistency. Um, the next game, Friday night, the Rabbitohs up against the Storm, probably the match of the round for mine out at ANZ Stadium. Um, Rabbitohs in just a tiny little bit of a, a mini slump. They're um, they're unchanged after scraping home over the last place deals last week. Um, 
fantasy-wise, Angus Crichton seems to sort of have hit his stride. Damien Cook, obviously, just incredible. Um, Sam Burgess, I think, averaging over 50 over the last five weeks. Yeah, Adam Reynolds as well. Yep. Uh, in the last three, he's averaging mid-50s. Um, yeah, Cook um, was probably the difference for a lot of head-to-head games last week, uh, 88. Uh, is it his best score of the year? It's going to be up That was there. his top, yeah. 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 It's almost surprising given his average is sort of yeah, 65. So but he's just been that consistent. Yeah, and, uh, yeah so huge game there. Um, he's going to be a lot of people's captains this week. It's a huge fortnight coming up for South. They've got Melbourne this week and then the Roosters next week. Uh, both at ANZ Stadium. Um, if they play like they did last round, they have a decent chance of losing both of them, so they're going to have to step up um, against the two teams that are mm. probably the two competition favourites right now, Melbourne and the Roosters. Well, yeah, the, like you say, it's getting really congested for those you know, bottom part of the, the top four into the bottom half of the top eight with mm. you know, Brisbane and, and Sharks and those sort of teams potentially making a charge. So South will want to win uh, a couple of games soonish um, won't be easy up against the storm. Um, the Cook v Smith battle will be uh, one to certainly watch. It's probably the um, the main captaincy choice for most of us. I like a lot of people got it wrong last week with Smith over Cook. Um, not sure how that's going to pan out this week. Smith seems to score better against the good teams and, and Cook the opposite. Um, elsewhere in the storm side, I can't really see anyone I'd want in my side. Yeah, it's pretty much Smith, and and I've ran a few numbers on that point that you make about. Um, Smith scoring well against the good teams against mm. uh, versus against other teams. So um, Cook's actually got him covered in, if you look at the last five games, Cook averages uh, 70, Smith 66. Against the top eight, Cook actually averages 64, which is still really good. Mm. Smith averages 59 against the top eight, which includes that game against the Sharks where he got Simb in and scored 30 or something. It's not it was 20-something, wasn't disaster it? Disaster game, bad, yeah, yeah, early in the season. So if you take that out, Smith averages 66 against the top eight. Eight yep. teams, which is slightly better than Cook, but not by much. Against the bottom eight teams, Cook averages 67, uh, Smith 62. So Cook does have the edge on those things, except for that, you know, mm. taking the Sharks top eight. So who knows? I mean, Cook really needs one or two kind of line breaks or half breaks to score mm. really well. He, he makes a lot of tackles as well. Um, against the Storm, the Storm seem like the one team that's not going to give Cook a lot of space. So mm. on that front, you might go, this is for the decision of who you pick as captain. Yep. Presumably yep. everyone's got uh, Smith and Cook, hopefully. So, yeah, you could, you know, logically go, oh, Smith's more likely to get 60 or 70. But who knows? I mean, Cook's playing so well right now. Mm. I think I might stick with him for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the raw numbers, his overall average is higher. So on that mm. basis, it might just be a case of take the decision completely out of your own hands and just go cook. Just keep and it simple. And yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking about doing. Um, the next game, Saturday 3pm at Wynn Stadium, the Dragons host the Warriors. Um, Dragons will be desperate to bounce back into a, a bit of form and the Warriors kind of need another win or two just to make sure they stay ahead of the Tigers. Or they do have a, a two-game buffer. Dragons um, unchanged again. Said that a few times yep. this year. Um, still no Nana McDonald's. They do have one um, frontliner out still injured. Um, Ben Hunt coming off a boomer, but I probably can't justify him just given the other calibre of halves available at the moment. Uh, Ewan Aitken, been a bit sluggish since I picked him up a few weeks ago. Cam McInnes, pretty reliable. Yeah, that's that's about the, um, the long and the short of it. Uh, yeah, Ben Hunt, 93 last week, which was fantastic. Got two tries um, in that loss, but his season average is still 48. So yeah. um, you want someone averaging 50 or above, probably. You can't count on... Big try scoring performances from halfbacks uh, too often. Uh, yeah, McGuinness is great, but you know, not cheap. 
as I've discussed before. So many hookers as well. We're just talking about Smith and Cook, but even you know a lot of people have got Farrer or yeah. Nasefano. These sort of players. Exactly, yeah. You can't have too many. Yeah. You know. Aitken must be due a good try. A good try. A good score with a yeah. few tries, maybe. Warriors are a team that they could score some tries against, you would think? It'd be nice, yeah. He's sort of chalking up a few mid-30s without getting the tries, which mm. at least is better than low 20s or yeah. whatever, but you know, I, could, I could use a 50-plus from him. Um, they take on the Warriors, who um, I'm not really sure what to expect from them on any given week. Um, Sean Johnson, at least a little bit of form last week with the, one of those classic Sean Johnson plays yep. uh, to score a try in the first half before the whole team basically collapsed in the second half. They are boosted at least by the returns of Isaac Luke, Torhu Harris and Adam Blair. Um, Torhu's been so important for them on that right edge. Um, he'll make a big difference. Um, Isaac Luke just brings them so much energy. So I'm expecting the whole team to be a lot better and hopefully that translates to, if nothing else, Sean Johnson putting in another score. Yeah, exactly. They should be a lot better with those three guys. I mean, you know, they did have some missed tackles in the centres that those three wouldn't have helped last week, but... Yeah. In general, they look so much more solid with um, with those guys in there. Uh, yeah, it should be good news for Johnson, hopefully for Tuabasa Shek as well. He only scored 22 yeah, last week. Right. He's only had that one good score in the last month, I think, 63, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a good sign for Johnson, 56, including a try, but in a game that they lost and didn't score a lot of points, he's still got a decent score, so hopefully there's more of that in the next uh, four or five weeks. Yeah, for sure. Quick reminder before we uh, get any further on that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Ticket Tech vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Now, the second uh, Saturday game, 5.30pm, is the Eels up against the Titans. On paper, potentially a winnable one for the Eels, um, who certainly can find a way to lose lately, but they've, um, they've run a few good teams like Dragons and South recently and they'll be desperate to get off the bottom um, fantasy wise Alvaro out's probably the, the big talking point from this one um, he'll need to be replaced I think he was up to the th- third or fourth third best front rower just yeah. about by average so he's actually um, emerges a pretty decent fantasy gun this year he's out for three to four so he has to be sold um, elsewhere in that team um, Nathan Brown's probably the only guy you'd really want, I think, in your side. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Haynes' form we've touched on in the last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, it hasn't really converted to big fantasy scores mm. despite that. Yeah, a lot going wrong at Parramatta at the moment. Uh, you know, whispers, well, reports today on NRL.com about Corey Norman and Bevan French could be looking elsewhere as soon as next season. Um, yeah, a lot of speculation. Uh, yeah, in fantasy, pretty much Nathan Brown is it, but even mm. he's not producing massive scores at the moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, interesting game against the Titans. Should be, you know, try scoring chances for both sides. Well, yeah, um, there's a lot of tries scored mostly by the Titans last week, but mm. they um, their defence hasn't been too great over the season either. So yeah. yeah. So if it's a high scoring game, then it's not necessarily good news for Nathan Brown, but you know, it could be in a bump for guys like Hayne. Well, if you're their outside backs. True. Hayne is back in the centres after playing on the wing last week where he racked up, was it 15 tackle busts? Yeah. Not too long ago in that, that one out of the box score that he had. Um, looking forward to watching youngster Jamin Salmon debut off the bench as well. Big raps on him. Um, came from Cronulla over the off-season where he did well in the juniors. Um, not really a fantasy option as a bench utility, but one to keep an eye on. Moving forward, the... Um, Titans, I think, are pretty much unchanged yeah, as well. Yeah, they're unchanged as well. Totally unchanged, yeah. So, the, obviously, uh, JR is the big talking point of the week. His minutes are down, his scores are down. Um, AJ Brimson's uh, 
putting together some nice he's little scores are up. Yeah. yeah, he's looking really good, Brimson. Um, yeah, Arrow's the big question. So after so the last two rounds, he scored twenty five, which is a big shock for everyone who owns him. Um, before that, he had averaged I think fifty eight for the season. If you yep. take out one uh, game against the Raiders where he got injured early on, so. 58 points a game is you know, easily top 10 player in mm. fantasy. I think about sixth best in the whole comp. Um, but the last two weeks, his minutes have been way down. Uh, lowest two minutes games of the season, 45 minutes yep. two weeks ago, 40 minutes last week. Yeah, so it's all about this knee injury, we think. We don't know mm. if he's recovered from it yet. He's kind of played through injuries uh, or little niggles all season. Well, he's had back spasms yeah. at the start of the season. And even while he was coping with those, he still played big minutes and still scored yeah, great fantasy numbers. So, yeah, it's hard to know whether, you know, either it's an injury that he's now recovered from fully and he'll go mm. back to big minutes this week or if he'll recover in the next couple of weeks and get back or if this is just a new trend that the Titans are going to stick with him playing 40 minutes instead of 60, 70, 80 minutes. Um, yeah, the last three rounds have actually given their big three middles, uh, Arrow, uh, Jared Wallace and Ryan James, their three kind of rep quality players. Mm. Uh, their minutes have all gone down the last three rounds. So Jared Wallace mm. only played 34 minutes last week as well. And the concerning thing there is, they, while doing that, they beat a top-eight team last week in the Warriors. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of evidence there that this could be a new trend. But then again, if he gets back to his normal 58 points a game, you want him in your team. So, yeah. what, are you, what are you thinking? I don't know. You talk about, is he, you know, if he keeps getting picked, is he maybe over the niggle and he's going to... Mm. You remember Cam Smith at the start of the year scoring poorly, had a quad strain, he wasn't kicking at all in general play, wasn't kicking goals, and it was like, oh, we should sell him. And the yeah. week that a lot of people jumped off him, suddenly he was better it's again. He goes back to... Yeah, which um, I guess Cam Smith's a little bit of a different story to literally everyone else. But yeah. like you say, you don't want to sell a guy who potentially averages 58 if he's going to be okay, um, you know, for the rest of the year. But, I mean, he's in my team and he's the one real concern for me at the moment because um, I need that slot to be scoring in my 17. I'm personally, because he's on my bench, just going to sell him for, for Nathan Cleary, but um, for a lot of people, especially that front row, second row, dual position functionality, it's, it doesn't leave, if you really want that on your bench, um, it leaves you with, you know, Tapao, who most people have already got, yep. Ryan James, who's dropped a bit of form, otherwise there's like, you know, Sam Burgess, who's probably a rung below yeah. all those guys. Yeah, Fisher-Harris is another rung below. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's a tricky one. It really comes down, I think, to your the situation of your team. So if you've got a lot mm. of trades left um, and you want to get a big score this week, like if you're playing a head-to-head game this week that you doesn't matter what the result is or you've got mm. an opponent covered, then just play it safe and hold him. Maybe yep. put him in 18th man or something. If you've got a decent uh, backup, you can put in your, in your uh, bench. But... If you've got lots of trades, and by this point, lots of trades could mean three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, more than four or five trades. That's probably enough. You probably can afford to mm. you know, trade now. If it's a crucial week or if you're playing for overall points, um, you might not want to take the risk of more scores in the 20s and 30s. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think that's the, the way to go. Look at your situation. If you've if you only got one or two trades left, then I think it's a hold. Yeah, um, and just cross your fingers that he bounces back. But, um, yeah, I'm looking to probably trade as well. I'll mm. keep an eye on if there's any news from the Titans. But it's weird. It's, it'd almost be clearer and simpler if he was actually not playing. Just like, injured and Exactly. Not, yeah. But as he's playing every week, the Titans aren't going to, you know, tell everybody how severe his injury is that he's playing through mm. necessarily. So, yeah, it's a very tricky one. And you don't want to hold him this week 
get another 20-something and have to sell him next week because his break-even's up in the 70s. He's already dropped, you know, yeah. almost 100 in the last yeah, the couple options, of weeks. Yeah, the so replacement options kind of... Start drawing up. Yeah, badly. exactly. Um, and if it was early in the season, I'd, I'd be saying hold for sure because you know he's going to come, come good, good eventually. But yeah. this is the business end of the season. Uh, some people are playing head-to-head finals already. The rest are playing finals from next week. So Potentially jostling for a spot in the eight of your league. Exactly, or a top four or a um, spot at the top. So... Yeah, so there's a lot of reasons why you might want to trade if you can afford to do it without, you know, wrecking your chances for the run home. For sure. Uh, next game is the Roosters up against the Cowboys. Roosters were just on fire last week. Um, Latrell Mitchell in particular with just a, a powerful, powerful hat-trick that I don't think too many players could have uh, mm. could have pulled off. Um, he's almost close to must-have in the centres now, I think. Yeah, so five tries in the last fortnight for Latrell Mitchell. Scores of uh, 76 and 81. Massive, exactly what you want from an attacking centre. Um, James Tedesco has been pretty good as well. Yeah. 58 and 60, and no one's noticed it because Latrell Mitchell's doing yeah. all these huge things uh, in the centres. Um, yeah, they're, they're the two guys that you're really going to be looking at. Um, Luke Keery's injury, he's going to miss up to a month, means Ryan Madison moves to 5'8 this week. Um, Yep. Finally making good on the fact he's a dual position player in <laughs> fantasy. Uh, yeah, and a few people are thinking, asking about whether he's a buy now. I don't know. I think I would prefer to play him him playing 80 minutes in the second row rather than 80 in the uh, yeah, well, halves. He scored mid- he was getting rid of the forwards, weren't he? Yeah, so he scored mid-40s in the halves. He'll still do a lot of work defensively. He can score a try as well, but yeah, I think you prefer him making a lot of tackles in the back row rather than playing as um, Cooper Cronk's half's partner. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Kiri not being there is probably another reason why they should just give it to Latrell Mitchell and yeah. James Tedesco whenever possible. Well, that's a good point because Kiri plays on the left where, you know, they finally started yeah. to click. With Kiri out, does that mean that Latrell doesn't get so much clean ball? Maybe. If you've got a running, you know, forward playing instead of your, you know, your genuine ball playing half. Yeah, I mean, Kiri would have, yeah, obviously creates more space and things for... Mm. Mitchell, maybe they just play it simple and just shovel it out to him and say, Latrell, here's the ball, do something. Yeah, so, I mean, potentially not as many points for Latrell, although one thing in his advantage is uh, supposedly marking up on Anari Tuala, who's a bit of a rookie centre for the Mm. Cowboys, who are really struggling this year, and they obviously got got run through a little bit by Newcastle last week. Fantasy-wise, I don't really know what to make of the Cowboys. (laughs) They did get a, a little bit of... You know, a decent score out of Thurston, but it's obviously far too late in the season for him. Otherwise, I can't really see. You know, yeah. really disappointing. Tamalolo, yeah. I mean, if Jairo wasn't causing everyone headaches, then we'd be talking about Tamalolo's yeah. form dip, but he's still a hold. I think on current form, yeah. Thurston played well last week, getting the Cowboys over the line against the Knights uh, very late on, but he still didn't have a huge fantasy score and isn't really fantasy relevant. This week, and that's about all I can say about the Cowboys, I think. Fair enough. Let's move on. The Sharks take on the Seagulls at Southern Cross Group Stadium, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Um, Sharks, what do they got going on? Jesse Ramian is um, one of the uh, the genuine centre options. Josh Dugan's getting closer to a return. Valentine Holmes, I think yeah. I read since his form bottomed out, he's averaged 55. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Jeez. Yeah, I wrote him off at the start of the season, Valentine Holmes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at fullback, he's been fantastic. Um, yeah, since around Origin or before Origin, mm. like he played well in Origin, then he's yeah. uh, doing even better uh, for Canola at the moment. So, 
Yeah, he's certainly one of those keeper options at the back um, at this point. Um, and yeah, Andrew Fafita is the other one. That was talked about last week, the mm. scares of um, his minutes dropping, and that hasn't been the case. He's uh, averaged mid-60s the last three games, so he's obviously one of those keepers. If you can afford to, you know, if for some reason you didn't have Fafita, you do have Arrow and you have a lot of spare cash. He's yeah. a pretty good upgrade. Well, you look at you know the, all the dramas we've got with Jai Arrow, Ryan James formed it, Dan Alvaro injured. Mm. The only, like, Fafita and Tapao are so far ahead of everyone else in yeah. terms of front rowers, there's just no way you'd want I think anyone else in your, your front row at the moment. So far from being, you know, the cell we thought he might be a few weeks ago, he's, to me, pretty much must have. Yeah, and the fact that those, those two guys who play each other this week, um, their base is pretty good, and they both have the ability to produce massive scores. Stepow's got 100 already this year. Yeah. So, yeah, for those two reasons, you kind of need to have both those two guys in your team somewhere. For sure. Um, the Seagulls... Jeez, um, you got a feel for Manly fans after the way they got run down mm. last week. Um, Tapao, who we just talked about, um, sort of he moved to start from the bench, which we thought might you know, potentially hurt his scoring. It did the opposite. He busted a million tackles when he uh, he got on the field, which was great for him. It was at 72, I think he finished up with. Yeah, that's right, I think. Um, the tackle breaks. Jake Trevojevic keeps chugging along. Tommy um, was pretty good in attack. Obviously, had that unfortunate error at the end, but only finished up with 34 points. I thought watching the game, it felt like he, um, he scored a bit more than that. But um, yeah, otherwise, I guess DCE's in a fair few teams. Anyone else worth talking about? Uh, Manasi Fano is probably the other one, uh, and he's uh, in a weird situation at the moment. So he's, his scores have been really good. Got a try, got 66 points. Um, he's still fairly cheap, especially for those kind of um, scores. The one question mark is he's in court next week. Yeah. And the NRL's talked about if he pleads guilty, they might look at a possible suspension or some kind of action. So, yeah, a little uh, question mark over him then. If you're looking to buy him now, if you've got him already, then no real concern, I don't think. Keep taking his points while he's giving them. Well, yeah, the, he's playing on Sunday. He's in court on Tuesday, I think. So he's mm. not in doubt for Sunday, and he's going to make more money because his prize is just yep. skyrocketing at the moment. Um, he's certainly a viable um, player within the 17, but... Who knows what happens after that? So for that reason, I don't think you can buy him. It's probably a little bit too late given how much money he's made sure. already. But um, yeah, ride it while it's still going, I guess. The um, Panthers up against the Raiders is the last game of the round. Panthers with the um, the miracle act out at Lotto Land last week. Um, probably the, the good news story out of that from a fantasy perspective was Nathan Cleary back in form. Yeah, definitely. So he finished on 78, including the try right at the end. Yep. But... Um, but he scored, his score was already great before that try. So even that try, what, it was eight points for the try, no line break no or line anything. Break, yeah. Yeah, so. so maybe nine points if you ran 10 metres. So he was on track for a 70-ish score anyway after a 53 the week before, which is great. Um, kicking goals again, kick metres are good, run metres are really good. Um, it's pretty much... Uh, you know, gelled with the fact that James Maloney's scores are way down. Yeah. And Maloney is playing with injuries at the moment. I think Phil Good said he's got three injuries right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he seems a bit uh, beaten up every every game right now. But um, Every yeah. game for the last 258. Exactly. Played, <laughs> exactly. Um, but the fact he's not running things as much as he was before means Cleary's got more points to score. So he looks like a keeper from here on out, uh, I would think. Um a lot yeah. cheaper than he started off, obviously. Definitely. What, 200 grand he's dropped yeah. or something? Yeah. So, yeah, um, if you're looking to sell Jairo, like you said you were, um, I think he's about 80 grand cheaper than Arrow is. Yeah. 
right now. So if you can just get a bench player in any position, then he's a good one to get. Um, yeah, Wanga Blake, as you mentioned, is yep. also in really good form. Tries in his last four straight games. Yeah, he's coming fantastic. back from injury, averaging 50-something in that time. Yep. Close to 60 in that period. It's huge. Um, and can probably continue that against Canberra this week, one would think. Um, Kick-out's numbers have been a bit down recently, but I don't know. You've still got him then. Yeah. I guess another one who um, scores almost drop when he gets more minutes. Yeah. yeah you're um, making that huge impact off the bench. But yeah, I guess as a dual position, front row, second row, he's still pretty handy to have. Um, the Raiders can't take a trick at the moment. They do get Aiden Caesar back from a hamstring injury, which results in Austin shifting to centre with Elliot Whitehead returning to the forwards. Um, Brad Abbey had a bit of a tough time last week. He's been shifted to the wing with Nick Kotrick going to the back. Um, not sure if that's going to give him a little bit of a, uh, a boost into potential viable you know, centre wing yep. candidate. I mean, in theory, he's a great fantasy fullback, I think, Nick Kotrick, but he's only mm. played, well, he played one game a couple of weeks ago at fullback. Didn't score too much there from memory at the yeah. time. So we'll see how he goes this week. Um, bit of a gamble compared to the guys we've talked about before, you know, Ponga, Trebojevic, mm. Tedesco. Uh, the big three there, um, Jerry Leilu is getting a few points at last, probably. Yeah. If anyone who still has him and has been waiting for those points all season. Pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's about it for Canberra, I think. Yeah, I don't know if Canberra do the best job at just getting Nick Kotrick the ball when they should be. I think he's yeah. a potential fantasy superstar in the making. He just needs to, um, I don't know, find the right system around him. Um, brings us to the end of the team changes. Should we have a look at some questions? Do that's we have any that aren't about Jai Arrow? I think there's a bit of a theme with <laughs> these questions. <laughs> Start from the top and work our way down. Um, Dr. Coe, is Jairo done? Consistently underscoring, probably due to injury. Fantasy's no place for sentiment. Who do you bring in? I'm thinking Fitzgibbon. Um, yes, we agree he's a sell. Fitzgibbon is probably a point of difference option at best. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to, to talk a player down who's just come off two massive scores like Fitzgibbon has. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, a try scoring forward in a, in a bottom eight team is always a bit of a, bit of a risk. Um, but yeah, if you need someone in the in the forwards, then, and you've got most of the other guns that everyone knows, he's a he's a pretty good option there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, put him on the bench and and look elsewhere, like Cleary's or you know, mm. plays in any other position. For sure. Uh, Barefoot needs to choose between Kikau or Arrow for last reserve. I would go Kikau out of those two. Yes, I would also go Kikau. That was easy. Uh, Wayne Curtis has seven trades left. Um, so in your case, Wayne, I would be trading Arrow out. Who do you bring in out of Fafita to Pau, Jake Travojevic, Jason Tamalo, Angus Crichton, or any other suggestions? It's a lot of good options. Wayne, all of those. How do you not have any of those <laughs> players yet? Yeah, I'd probably go to Pau first, ahead of Fafita and mm. Jake, but you can't really go wrong with any of those guys. Yeah, I mean, to Pau, as we've said, has the same dual position functionality as Arrow, so for team balance combined yeah. with scoring upgrade. I think he's probably the first choice, but for Feeder or Jake Travojevic, you know, go for it. Um, Ryan Burgess, what do I do with Jairo? Uh, depends on your team balance. <laughs> he can trade for front or second row, already has Tapita. For Feeder to Pow, Jake Travojevic, Tamalolo, Reese Martin. Tapita might stick. <laughs> Got Tapita up front. Together. Got a Tapita front row. Um, so who does that leave? So Ryan James, he hasn't got, I don't know if you count him as a buyer right now. Would you have Fitzgibbon ahead of Ryan James? I don't know. Um, maybe. Did he have Crichton in there? 
He doesn't have Crichton. Go Crichton. Yeah, yeah simple. solved it. Cameron Ashcroft, who out of Sean Johnson and Jai is a more urgent trade? I don't know if I'll be trading Sean Johnson coming back off the yeah. 54. Yeah, I don't think try. Johnson's an urgent trade at all. Um, I don't think he's any sort of trade. No, he's, he's finally hit a good score. Cross your fingers, it'll keep hitting more of those. Hopefully, well, we expect that Harris will be back this week and Isaac Luke and yep. uh, Adam Blair, so that should all improve uh, Johnson's scoring prospects. Uh, James L has two trades left focused on overall, needs to trade out Dan Alvaro who's been 17th with Arrow as 18th. Um, I guess in an absolute pinch you could play Arrow and hope for the best as your 17th, but if he wants a replacement, his top picks so far are MC9. That'd be, uh, ooh, what's he going for there, McCulloch? I don't know. Who's MC9? Maybe he means McCulloch. Tweet us and help <laughs> us out. Um, any good hooker would probably be good. Yeah. Cam McInnes? Could it be? Yeah, Cam McInnes. Cam McInnes 9? Oh, well, I, there's, yeah. Jake Travojevich or left field option is Fitzgibbon. Um, I think Cam McInnes and Jake Travojevich would be my first two options in either order. Probably Jake. Yeah, I'd go I Jake. So. Yeah. Get Jake. Luke Saunders asks, only two trades left playing overall worth trading arrow. Yes, probably. Also have Matt Wright from Manly in the centres. That's less than ideal. Unsure whether to trade or save the trades for finals. In this case, I'd probably trade right before I'd trade Arrow. Yeah, agree. You, you need a proper centre. Arrow, is, as we mentioned earlier, if things go right, he's still a, a gun. Yeah. Second row, just a, yeah, we don't know if it's going to happen or not, so mm. trade right yeah. first. Arrow might come good. Matt Wright definitely won't come good. Mm. Trade him. Big Bopper Ryan, last but not least, one trade left, just the one. Mm. His whole side, his keepers, except for two players, which is Farnu and Radley. Um, Farnu, as discussed earlier, certainly not a trade this week. Hold him and see what happens at his court appearance next week. If he is allowed to play at the season, then he's a viable 17 for the rest of the year. Radley um, is probably not an urgent trade. You don't. He's not a, a top shelf 17. Yeah, I think if anything, his you know scoring chances have maybe gone up with Madison playing in the halves yeah. now. Radley's uh, spot in the second row looks very safe for the next month or until Luke Kerry returns. So. Yeah, at, at worst, a pretty good 18th man, I think, mm. Radley. So if you've got one trade left... Do nothing this week. Do nothing this see week. See what happens with Farnu. Yeah, I mean, there's every chance to get a, an actual injury. You know, Cameron Smith could get injured next week. Who knows? Yeah. Would, and you want to use that trade on something serious like that. Yeah, definitely hold off this week. Brings us to the end of the questions. I'm sure there were more questions about Jairo, but I think we've covered every <laughs> Jairo <laughs> aspect we possibly can. Um, as always, the uh, the preview video is going up on Wednesday afternoon. We have the Steve Renoff, Joel Gould podcast, I believe is live now on NRL.com. We have Zach Bailey and Jamie Sauer to come later in the week. Obviously, the, the Lone Scout Q&A heading into the weekend, all the late mail um, and the late breaking news on NRL.com heading into round 21. Now you're NRL. Prove it. Enter the Yui Fan of the Week competition and you could win Yui Rewards partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us.